We're about to spend some time with Dr. Shalette Stewart. She wrote a book called Revelations in Business. Normally, I wouldn't hold up a book and say, you should go buy this book, but you should go buy this book. Why? In the early days of Convene, we used to say, we're turning the Sunday stuff into Monday stuff for better lives and better businesses. We've been working for 20 years on how to best do that with executives and leaders. Shalette Stewart shows you how to do that in one book. She basically says, this is how to turn the Sunday stuff into Monday stuff in marketing and strategy and excellence in people, uh, in finances. How to incorporate biblical principles into your daily practice. She's 20 years of leadership experience. She's worked at AT&T, Coca-Cola. She has examples after example after example of companies who've turned the Sunday stuff into Monday stuff. So join me and Dr. Shalette K. Stewart from Harvard University talking about revelations in business. I'm excited to be with Dr. Shalette Stewart again a Christian author, an international speaker, a consultant. She's got over 20 years of leadership experience in strategic planning, in marketing, and business development with places like Coca-Cola and AT&T. She's a, a recent graduate of Harvard Business School and serves in a leadership role there uh, at Harvard. She's the author of the award-winning book, uh, Revelations in Business. And uh, I would say, this is not just a book that is full of platitudes that uh, you sort of made up on a writing deadline. This is a book full of solid, hardcore, biblical integration of things like strategy, marketing, people, excellence, the whole gamut. And I'm, I'm so pleased that you wrote this. The early days of Convene, Shalette, we used to say that Convene was about turning the Sunday stuff into Monday stuff for better lives and better businesses. And I think that your book actually does that. It turns the Sunday stuff into Monday stuff. And that's why we love so much having you hang around Convene as one of our speakers to groups, crisscrossing the country as one of the speakers at our conference. But there is this gap that we need to talk about a little bit. We just need to unpack a little more and talk about why is there this gap between Sunday and Monday? And why have so many books been written, but not as many people are, are doing it? Uh, what are some of your thoughts about this? And why did you write the book in the first place? Yes. Well, first of all, thank you so much, Greg, for having me again. It's always a pleasure and an honor to share with you and your audience. And I absolutely love convening and enjoy serving as a speaker at the forums across the country and even at your, your summit. So thank you. It's always a delight to, to chat with you. And uh, you raise a very interesting and an important question about why we have this gap. And um, that was really part of the reason that really inspired me to write Revelations in Business. I think part of the gap in terms of uh, church on Sunday and work on Monday and never the two shall meet has to do with our socialization and our culture, particularly in the Western world and especially in the United States, where typically there's this barrier around bringing biblical principles into the workplace and into the marketplace and into the schools. And it's so unfortunate because we're seeing the remnants of taking the word of God out of those institutions now. And so that's what I love about Convene and your organization is that you're encouraging Christian leaders to bring the word of God back into 
the private sector back mm -hmm. into the public sector where it, it does belong. So that was part of the uh, inspiration for me. It's interesting. Uh, one of the books that inspired me to write Revelations in Business was uh, Rick Warren's book, The Purpose Driven Life. Mm -hmm. I love that that book because um, it really challenged me to think about my purpose. But after reading it, Greg, I was grappling with how do I apply these principles to the marketplace and to the workplace in a very practical, pragmatic way? What does this mean if I, as a Christian, am to submit to a leader who I don't respect? Right. How do I know if I'm in my position by divine assignment or by default? My right. own fault, and it's time to move on. So those were some of the, the challenges that I was facing at the time in my career. And what really ultimately inspired me to write Revelations in Business and the whole notion of connecting your business plan with God's purpose and plan for your life. So just as a quick tangent, uh, I don't know if you've looked at the Barna study that came out, I don't know, six months ago, but here's, I'm going to save you reading about 100 pages. It is shocking what one of the results uh, combined with another part of the results say. It basically says Christians want to represent faith in the marketplace, but they don't want to stand out. I'm like, wait, those two things cannot go together. Right. You can't influence something and not stand out, especially in today's culture. Right. right. So, um, I know that's not really exactly what we're here to talk about, but it, it, you, you can't say, I want to make a difference as a Christian business leader, but not stand out. Or I want to make a difference as a Christian business leader, but don't want to inculcate and appropriate biblical principles to strategy. Right. right. You can't leave God at the strategy door, right? Right. Exactly. I actually read the study. Um, I had the honor and opportunity to speak for the um, Council for Christian Colleges and Universities. And yeah. so I studied that in preparation for um, speaking at their, their uh, international conference. And what was so interesting is the fact that um, I hear that from Christian leaders constantly. They want to honor God in the marketplace and in the workplace, but they're afraid. And the Bible says in 2 Timothy 1-7 that he has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. So I encourage our audience today to be bold, to um, be liberated and emancipated and take a stand for God in the marketplace. Um, we are his ambassadors. At the end of the day, our businesses are not ours. They're, we're just stewards over his businesses. So what better way to glorify him um, than by uh, leveraging his strategies, his principles, um, his practices in, in the marketplace? Right. So that's a great place to say, okay, let's get practical. What is a biblical strategy? Yes, good question. So you and I both know, Greg, that um, in business, we spend quite a bit of time discussing the whole notion of a strategy. And we all know that strategies are simply activities or action items um, to achieve a certain goal, a certain aim. So we know what a strategy is. Well, biblical strategies are really similar. However, they leverage the sovereign word of God. Mm. leverage his principles and again we're stewards over his businesses we are to glorify him in the marketplace so how can we do that if we're not really leveraging what the bible says in a way that's very strategic and also practical and pragmatic those are what biblical strategies are yeah so why is it important 
So important because again, we are salt and light. So others are watching us. We are ambassadors and stewards over his businesses. And so we are to glorify him in the marketplace. But there's another reason it's so important is, and I think this lends itself to our um, point earlier about some Christians not wanting to stand out. We, the Bible says that we are not to be conformed by this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our minds. So biblical strategies, Greg, allow us to operate in the business world without being of the business world. Mm-hmm. Operating in the business world without being of the business world. And that sets us up to achieve not just success, but more importantly, significance, and that we're leaving a positive, lasting legacy. I love uh, you quoted my friend, Auntie Anne, in your book. And uh, she says, I don't understand how a Christian can be in business and not have God at the core. I think if you're a Christian, God is with you. How can you not take him to work? Auntie Anne of Auntie Anne. Yes. Right? Yes. Don't you love that? I I love that quote. I was um, very honored that Ann Byler, the the founder of Auntie Anne's Pretzels, um, endorsed my book, as well as Dan Cathy, the chairman and CEO of of Chick-fil-A. And I believe that this whole notion of bringing God to work um, has resonated with um, people like a Dan Cathy or Ann Byler and a number of other leaders because it's needed today more than ever. Yeah, I think our sort of lack of biblical literacy uh, compared with this uh, incorrect dichotomy that we put around work, right? It's like, that was a great sermon pastor and I'm off to work tomorrow morning. And so I'll see you in a week for another great sermon, which has nothing to do with my Monday to Friday. So exactly. uh, at, at, um, at service master, cause you quote Bill Pollard as well mm-hmm. um, at service master where I was for 20 years, we used to say, yes. we used to say, uh, that uh, we wanted work to be something that made a difference in people's lives, right? We didn't say that uh, we should build a big company and ignore service workers, right? So it was very inculcated and Bill Pollard would write essays all the time saying this is is what I believe. So we would say, here's what it was actually exactly. We'd said to be an ever expanding and vital market vehicle for use by God in the lives of people as they serve and contribute to others. Right. Ever expanding and vital market vehicle for use by God in the lives of others as they serve, you know, people. And that was an example of turning the Sunday stuff into Monday stuff that, that helped us build a $9 billion company. But so in your book, you talk about a lot of things, but how about let's talk about some examples of biblical strategy. Sure, sure. So there's so many examples. I'll share a couple with you that I share with a number of Christian leaders. Um, And it's really interesting, Greg, because with biblical strategies, they are typically completely contrary from what the secular world would tell us, from what Wall Street tells us, or business schools, or or just the marketplace in general. So one strategy that I encourage executives who are considering um, starting a new business or joining a new board of directors, and also even young folks who are just starting their careers, one strategy is to begin from within. Mm. 
begin from within. And so you and I both know that the Bible in 1 Corinthians and 2 Corinthians talks a lot about the fact that the Spirit of God resides within us that God dwells within us. And so we are to begin from within by praying to the God who resides in each and every one of us and asking him what the next move should be. Should we join that board? Should we start that business? Is this the industry for, for me? And again, this is completely contrary from what the business world typically will tell us. They will say, look outside of ourselves to the external marketplace and find a growing industry and pursue a career in that mm -hmm. or find a market niche and, and build a business or an entrepreneurial venture around that. And so that's a biblical strategy that starts off by honoring God. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, some of the Old Testament stories are completely antithetical to reality mm -hmm. uh, or rational, I should say. And then sometimes there's a story that is completely rational, right? Uh, so you should uh, march around the walls of Jericho seven times and they'll fall down. If you presented that to your board of directors, they'd say, I think we need a new CEO. But right. <laughs> this is exactly what God said to do. And gosh darn it all, it worked. And Absolutely. so sometimes God's going to say, do something that isn't rational. And sometimes he's going to say, do something that is completely rational. Yes. In fact, that's an excellent point, Greg, um, that lends itself to another strategy that I often share with others. Um, this whole notion around people and performance indicators. Yes. Oftentimes, people and performance indicators will say, don't do it. The business case doesn't support it. Don't try to open up that restaurant in that neighborhood. Several restaurants have, have tried and, and failed. But oftentimes, one strategy, a biblical strategy, is to pursue peace. The Bible says that God is not the author of confusion, and, and Jesus is the prince of peace. So pursue peace. But here's the key. Even when the data says it won't work, even when people are saying it'll never work, if you feel that God is truly leading you towards that commercial or professional endeavor and you have peace with it and you know that the Holy Spirit is leading you, pursue that. Because the Bible says that he can do a new thing through us. So he may be doing something new through you that the world has not seen. So I encourage leaders to pursue peace and step out on faith and still pursue that even when people and performance indicators say it won't work. Yeah. Do you, do you think that there's actually some CEOs, some leaders who are listening, even maybe some young leaders who are starting out in their career, listening to us right now, who there is a disconnect between uh, do a new thing. Yes, I'm looking at my Bible. It says that. But I'm doing something on, you know, this Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday in such and such a city and do a new thing has no bearing on my daily. Why, why do you think that is? Do you think people think that the Bible is a, a dusty, musty historical document that doesn't really mean something? Where, where, where's, where's the problem? I think the challenge, uh, Greg, quite, quite frankly, is um, people have a challenge in um, seeing the Bible in very practical, pragmatic terms mm -hmm. and applying even the biblical stories and the principles to the challenges that we face today, mm -hmm. the global challenges. But it can be done. The Bible is a living, breathing document. And so it's the sovereign word of God. But the key is that, is that we must be intentional 
and proactive and diligent in praying and asking God to lead us in terms of the new thing, mm -hmm. the new entrepreneurial venture, the um, lateral move in corporate America, the promotional opportunity, starting the ministry. So oftentimes we have to step out on faith and we have to, um, to really discern the practical pragmatic aspects and, and that takes some work on our part so there's a certain level of accountability and I'm not certain um, that a lot of people are ready for that or open to it yeah yeah so how about some real-world examples of customers or companies organizations that have employed biblical strategies Sure, there's so many, and I, I um, reference uh, quite a many, many of them in my book, in Revelations and Business, but let's go back to the last strategy, this whole notion of uh, pursuing peace, even when people and performance indicators say it'll never work. Well, that's the, uh, the legacy that Truett Cathy left with Chick-fil-A. People and performance indicators said you cannot start a business by simply selling chicken and only chicken. It won't work. And then here we are today with them being closed on Sunday and their revenue being stronger than many of their competitors that are open all seven days of the week. Mm -hmm. But that isn't just with corporate America. If you look at Hollywood, um, that's also the story around Mel Gibson and Passion of the Christ. People said, don't even think about making the movie. It's, it's just too much of a, a controversy around it. People will never go to see it. And today, it continues to be one of the highest grossing films of all time. So again, I encourage our audience today to step out because he may be doing a new thing. And if you feel called, honor the calling. Um, take time, even though your schedule may be busy, you may be swamped, take time and honor that calling. Mm. Here's one you might not know of a friend of mine, uh, Blythe Hill. She's about 30 years old. She's one of our speakers at the uh, Convene FCCI event called Leadership Collab that we're doing in San Diego. And Blythe is about 30 some years old. And she decided, what if I got my friends to wear, my, my girlfriends to wear a dress for the entire month of December? And they'll go around to their friends and ask them to give money to them to support sex trafficked women and uh, uh, people who are enslaved as workers around the world. And so we'll just see if some of my friends and I can raise some money and send a little bit of money to these causes around the world. I won't be a cause, I'll send money to good causes like International Justice Mission and see what happens. So she started, uh, oh gosh, I think it's about 10 years ago now, maybe eight years ago. And people said, you're not gonna get women to wear a dress for the entire month of December. Forget about it. <laughs> I mean, does that sound fun, Shalette? Wear a dress. Not for necessarily. Yeah. And so, so <laughs> far, commitment. <laughs> yeah, so far, she's raised $13 million. Outstanding. Outstanding. million dollars. With a Love little that. idea that people I said, hey, that. don't do it. And she said, well, yes. that's what God told me to do. Exactly. And then look at the return. Look at the return on her investment and her investment just being obedient to him. I'll share with you another example, Interstate Batteries. Uh, they're headquartered in Dallas. And so their CEO at the time, uh, Norm Miller, um, the example of this biblical strategy was what I call stirring up the gift. So the Bible tells us in 2 Timothy 1.6 that we're to stir up the gifts. 
uh, that God has given us. And so as leaders, we're to stir up the gifts in, in our employees. I believe that the hallmark of an excellent leader is one who gets um, others one step closer and walking in their divine purpose. Mm -hmm. So here's what Norm Miller did, as you know, instead of just stirring up the gift with his employees, he came uh, up with a creative uh, global media campaign called I Am Second. And so the whole uh, notion is that Jesus is first and, and we are second. And so he not only stirred up the gifts of his employees, but a whole generation and even engaged celebrities around the whole uh, media campaign of I am second. So it's another way of just exemplifying a biblical strategy of stirring up the gifts in others, but in a way that's not just confined to your company, not just confined to your department or organization, but it's more kingdom focused. Yeah, I loved watching uh, Lindsay's story in the I Am Second video series. Lindsay, who just happened to be uh, around for the founding of In-N-Out Burger. Yes. Uh, and is now the CEO of a multi-billion dollar company. And uh, you kind of say, well, why is that an interesting video? It's an interesting video to me because there's not too many CEOs of very large companies who say, I am second. Yes. But Lindsay said... I am second. And yes. her life is very raw and on display of some of the errors that she made that we've all made those kinds of errors in our lives. We're not all perfect. But there's a CEO saying, instead of, I'm great, we're great, you can be great. She's saying, I made mistakes, God used my life, in and out burger, here's how we try to honor God and I am second. So what a great example. Yes. Absolutely. In fact, I uh, reference In-N-Out Burger in Revelations and Business, as well as a number of other organizations, um, particularly in the marketing aspect. Um, another biblical strategy has to do with leveraging marketing as fishing. And wow. that's where I, I reference In-N-Out Burger. You know, the Bible says, and Jesus tells us that we are um, to follow him and he'll make us fishers of men. And so what I would encourage the leaders uh, today is to think of their marketing efforts, um, not just to drive uh, awareness and engagement and revenue, but for more of a kingdom focus. Uh, we serve an excellent God. And so our marketing endeavors should exemplify excellence. And so In-N-Out Burger, as you know, they would print biblical scriptures on their packaging. Forever 21 retail store, uh, they will print John 316 on their shopping bags. Um, Hobby Lobby, we've all seen the full page ads in USA Today and a number of other leading news publications where they uh, celebrate Christian holidays. And so um, having an excellent marketing strategy and marketing execution uh, means no profanity. It means no um, lewd remarks. It means um, no racist or sexist uh, comments. And so it's really taking marketing to a higher level so that you're not just generating uh, traffic for your products and services, but you are really focused on kingdom initiative. So again, I challenge leaders, especially Christian leaders, to take it to a higher level of excellence. This is not a, a question we've, we've talked about talking about, but I know that you have a lot of, uh, a lot of wisdom deep inside of you. What, what do you do with the person who says, um, I just own a hamburger company. I just own a chicken sandwich company. I just own a company that makes chairs. I just own a company that cleans houses. So see, 
none of what I do is really very spiritual. What do you say to that person who says, see, I'm just, we just, we just make, I, I just am as if to say, I'm here. And the person who is the vice president at World Vision is here because they, they feed hungry children. I just make tables. What, what yes. So I heard that comment and I address it in my book as well. And what I would say is, um, first of all, this whole notion of being just an X, Y, Z is ridiculous. It, it's completely ridiculous. Everything that we pursue in the workplace and in the marketplace is ministry especially for those of us who are his ambassadors. We have to really recontextualize our thought process and the way that we perceive and conceive of our careers and our entrepreneurial ventures. It's ministry. At the end of the day, it's all ministry. So my challenge to that individual would be, how are you going to leverage your hamburger stand or your clothing uh, outlet in a way that glorifies God, in a way that makes a difference long-term? Because at the end of the day, uh, it's all about kingdom focus and the kingdom agenda regardless of where you are in the process. And um, this whole notion of leadership, to me, it's not about hierarchy. Leadership is about who we are as uh, children of the Most High God. We are all leaders. It's not about where we fall within the proverbial hierarchy of, of corporate America. So I would encourage that individual to completely recontextualize their mindset when it comes to their career and their professional endeavors. It's all ministry. Right. And I've been thinking lately, you know, if, if, um, if God being as sovereign and powerful and loving and creative and all knowing and um, uh, able to be everywhere, all the attributes of God are true. It's a very powerful, wise, intelligent being. And so this very powerful and wise and intelligent being said, I've got an idea. I'm going to make man in my image, but Monday to Friday, I'm going to have him doing stuff that is completely irrelevant. And Sunday, then that's when the real work starts. And we'll, and of course, God didn't do that. He said, all of life can glorify God. Things all done in my name can glorify God. A cup of water. So right. if a cup of water in my name can glorify God, then making a table in my name can glorify God. Agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that's what I love about um, the platform that you have with Convene is that you are in a very practical way, um, really pouring into the lives of Christian leaders, wherever they are within the organization and whether the organization is publicly traded or privately owned, you are really helping them make those connections, Greg, in terms of the practical uh, pragmatic, everyday, daily responsibilities, but how to see them as ministry. So it's a spreadsheet. It's a budget. It's a strategic plan, but it really is ministry. And here's how. And so that's the great aspect about organizations like yours is you're really helping uh, individuals to make those connections. Hmm. I love what one of our uh, CEOs that's in our network said. He said, um, I used to see people as an expense. And now I see them as this wonderful, um, uh, I guess I would say, person to, to minister to, to, to befriend, to be with, to see, to understand, to love, right? 
instead of, oh, people are an expense, how do we reduce the expense line item called payroll? Yeah, so how about some thoughts about the benefits? So if somebody bought in, they were listening at the beginning, they said, well, I'll listen to Shillette, you know, Harvard, that's a good calling card. And they've, they've now said, okay, I'm in. Right? Give me just some benefits. What, what happens if I start to do this uh, selfishly? What are some of the spiritual benefits or what are some of the benefits? So there's so many benefits, but the um, overarching ones that I reinforce when I'm around the world speaking is this, um, by truly following biblical strategies, it sets you up to maximize your personal fulfillment as well as your professional success and significance in the marketplace. And so you are um, joyful you are um, delighted and, and enjoying your journey, but you're also making a difference. So that difference is not just your revenue growing and profitability, but it's, it's prosperity. It's um, having peace of mind. It's having talented employees. It's having um, reliable suppliers and loyal clients and customers. So it really positions you for maximizing your personal fulfillment, professional success, really uh, aligning with true prosperity. And then lastly, Greg, you're leaving a positive, lasting legacy. So you're achieving significance. I encourage Christian leaders, don't just focus on success. The world is focused on achieving success. We must take it to a higher level. And so for us, it's significance, kingdom significance. Mm. Mm. And you know, interesting, as, as you know, um, this works all around the world. I was uh, privileged to be in Rwanda a little while ago speaking with Pastor Warren, and it was great. But we tried this mock convene forum day. For the listeners who don't know, convene has a day that our members get together with each other and they work on their businesses. So we said, well, let's try this in Rwanda. And so uh, we got together about nine Rwandan business leaders. And, you know, this is a country that came from 25% of its population killed in an ethnic genocide. And so that was over a million uh, people killed in the country in the space of 90 days. And so we thought, well, maybe this notion of working on your business together won't work. But we got these nine Rwandan business leaders together uh, and some of them had returned to their country from other countries they had left during the genocide. And there was this deep desire to start a convene group in Rwanda because they're saying we need to, number one, inculcate biblical principles into our daily practice. And we need to work with each other to help each other instead of going it alone. One person said after we had spent three hours together, they said, um, we're usually not transparent with each other, we're only competitive with each other, so we withhold our information. But you created an environment that allowed us to be transparent. So outstanding. this, this outstanding. whole notion of leveraging biblical strategies works all over the world. Absolutely. And um, even though performance and maybe some people uh, said, this won't work, you stepped out on faith and, and you initiated it in Rwanda. And so that's what others have to do is even in the face of, well, this could be a potential barrier. If you feel that God is, is leading you to do it, 
then, then do it. Absolutely. I was in Kunming, China, um, speaking to business leaders a few months ago. And of course, there, um, there are definitely barriers when it comes to speaking um, biblical truths and, and Christianity. And so I could not be as forthcoming with these scriptures but I could be transparent with the general principles. And so, and that's what, what I spoke into those business leaders there, the principles, but it was so interesting, Greg, after the conference, um, some of them would come up, the Christians would come up the few in the crowd and say, we know what what you're talking about, Shalette. We know what you were talking about. So, you know, even though you may not quote the scripture, the true sovereign word of God will always reign. That's great. That's great. Well, truly getting this right can change a company culture, it can change a community. Yes. Uh, as you do things outside the company, not just for yourself, it, it can even change an entire country. So yes. I know that um, some things have uh, changed with the publisher or, or the printing of your book. So tell people where can they grab a copy of Revelations in business if they want. Oh, thank you. So um, we released um, the revised version of Revelations in business uh, in 2017. The first version was uh, launched in 2012. So I would uh, invite your your audience to engage with me on my website. It's simply ShalettStewart.com. If they're interested in the book, uh, Revelations in Business, Connecting Your Business Plan with God's Purpose and Plan for Your Life, it's available wherever fine books are sold. So Amazon, Barnes and Noble, uh, com, as well as a number of the Christian booksellers. And I would also invite them to engage with me on social media. So um, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, LinkedIn, uh, Instagram. I would love to hear from them and, and love to connect with them. That's great. I think you are actually taking that convene tagline from 20 years ago, turning the Sunday stuff into Monday stuff, and you're actualizing it. Um, mm-hmm. The book is not, as I said at the beginning of our talk, it's not a sort of thoughts from Shalette on an evening of writing. It's hardcore biblical blueprints that if you want to know how to structure something biblically, how to market something biblically, how to honor God with your firm, this book is a a living, breathing blueprint on every page of how you can get that done. So I am so grateful for who you are, and that you've decided to invest a little bit of your time with Convene and folks out here, we're very grateful. Well, thank you, uh, Greg. It's always an honor and a privilege to share with you and the team. And um, thank you for the opportunity to um, align with Convene. Um, The Revelations in Business platform is so complementary to the mission and vision of Convene. And so I believe that's God-ordained, and um, I'm just delighted to to be a part of of your network and, and your organization. So thank you so much for all that you do. Um, for for the kingdom. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Take care, Greg.